You are now listening to The Secret Life of a Grad Student. I'm Megan. I'm Laura, and we are two grad students who want to share the untold stories of graduate students past and present. Hi everyone. Today, I'm interviewing Tyler Westover, who was born and raised Christian, but more specifically, following the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Tyler will tell us about his childhood within this family and how he managed to practice his faith while going to grad school. Sure, I'm Tyler Westover. I grew up in Clifton, Idaho. I went to Brigham Young University, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, my undergraduate. For my graduate degree in mechanical engineering, I went to Purdue University mm-hmm. in Indiana for PhD, direct PhD, no masters. I had a postdoc at San Diego National Laboratories in California, the site there in, in Livermore. And I came to Idaho Falls, or now Idaho National Laboratory. I'm an engineer, scientist of self sorts. I work well on hydrogen and nuclear energy. So today, uh, the mini series is about faith and science. So we're going to start with the faith part and then ask questions about the science part and how they go together. Uh, so can you tell us, first of all, what faith do you practice? And can you tell me about what is, it is like to practice your faith? Sure. So I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Some call us Mormons. That's not already name we, we encourage, but it's a known name. We have a, the Book of Mormon. I think for me, the fine characters of our faith, we're Christians, of course. And in a modern Latter-day, we call sense. We believe in the same kind of doctrines as early church, as he classified originally. So for me, the guiding principle in my faith and, and religion is try to follow Christ. He's do his disciple and to follow his doctrine he taught and his teachings. Uh, so can you tell me uh, some of the most common well-known rituals and are there any little known rituals within your religion that immediately connect you to your religion? Sure, so that, this, this has gone for a long time. Well, there are many aspects, of course. I love the religion I, I enjoy immensely. And other parts of that are well-known. One thing I particularly enjoyed is I was a missionary, the missionary, the church. And in our religion, the young youth, the adults, they search for missions. So I, I used two years, 18 months, usually in a different location, other part of the country or a part of the world. I served two years in Venezuela, speaking Spanish. So it's an awesome experience to go to Venezuela and build people there to get to know them. And we do service, we help people in many ways and teach about Christ. So you know, part of the, it's hard to, that's one thing to say, but one of the things is that we, we try to, our, our lives are dedicated to follow Christ. And a mission is an example that we can dedicate you know, full time. That's very, that's very, at a time when, you know, you're, 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 I was, you know, young, college age, 18, 19 years old, have a chance to go and, you know, kind of forget myself, my own life and goals, ideas, and go pursue it early to be a missionary. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an amazing experience. These of our church are also well known is that we don't drink alcohol. We don't, okay. no, we don't drink hot cafe tea or beverages. We avoid drugs. And so you know, there's a high standard. Also a lot of chastity, no, 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 no sex, which okay. is a pretty high bar to follow Christ's teaching, which is, it's not easy necessarily, but I find that it is rewarding. That it, okay. it gives my life a, a better purpose. It's very helpful. And um, so I, I guess like you're going to church on Sundays, like, can you maybe tell us about, I really have no idea. So I'm really asking maybe naive questions, like how is it yeah, to be a, a Christian in your community and on a day-to-day basis today, like what, what are those rituals 
Sure, let me get a few examples, I, I guess, and see how they come across. And yes. one example, you mentioned you know, Sundays. Yes. So we believe, as taught in the New Testament, that you know, it should be one day a week. This dedicated, you know, is a, day, a Sabbath day. They mm-hmm. do God's work. And that's the Christian to not do so. When I was in Brigham University, I had homework on Sundays. Cool. I never had to. Also, at Purdue, I was able to avoid that and not work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Some people would interpret that to be a very, a very strict or rigid idea. And in my view, it's not that way. I would take more of a perspective that, you know, Christ has in the New Testament. Where, you know, people will come first. So we have Sabbath day for people to help us and not to hurt us. So we, so Sabbath day is, 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 is it's a command God gives us to help us come closer to him, to bless our lives. It's not meant as a rigid, hard rule we yeah. obey. You know. So I take a little liberty on Sabbath, on Sabbath day. On occasion, even now, if I'm traveling, I'll be gone on a Sunday. I will work on Sunday afternoon. And I'll be going to work on Sunday to accomplish the done because I'm, I'm gone. And to make up for that, on Saturday, I have a home Saturday with my family, I'll take more of a Sunday on Saturday. Okay. So to me, it's, it's more the intent of the law. You seek to accomplish God's work with my family, help them out, my children. If I'm home, I'm with them. Yes. If I'm traveling on Sunday, then I'll take all I'll, I'll switch the days. And to me, it's very flexible. So I don't ever see a conflict between you know, the religious aspect and observances and my career. I think they, they all work together in some ways. But my father, my, my parents are also very religious. And my dad did work Sundays as a kid for years. He worked as a, kind of in a meatpacking plant. So he had to get some shifts and he had to do that. And that's, it's a, you have to work on Sundays with some, some jobs. So yeah. he did that. And he, later he worked as he self-employed, his own little business. He worked on Sundays very rarely when he had to. But occasionally there are needs. To me, it's, it's, it's manageable. The religion is here to help us, to guide us. It's yes. not meant to hurt us or come first in a way to you know, the cause a problem. It's, it's, it's meant to help. Yeah, I see. I see definitely. So you mentioned your father, for example, but can you tell me how it was like to grow up in a religious environment? Because I suppose that you were born Christian. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My family is quite religious. And, and there is, again, in my family environment, they are very religious. But they all have a very strong, with my dad, my mom, my mom is big in history and discussion that my dad more in, in the science. And, you know, geology, the earth, but always at both in my home at least, we had a strong presence of both aspects. My parents bought a lot of books. So we had books on everything you can imagine. And I well, I tend to read a lot of things. It's very cool to read. And my, my dad loves science. He would discuss science, you know, this and I listen. I'm also argumentative. I argue a lot. Because like, yeah, I listened for a while. He said something I thought wasn't, wasn't quite right. And I, I argue. So we argued a lot. But an example, when I was uh, very small, I read some book on electrons. Okay. Like, hey, electrons must be possible for electricity. There's a particle, but I thought they must be electrons. Oh, the brother, he said, no, no, there's no way you're crazy. There are particles that doesn't, it can't, can't not be true. But I still <laughs> thought it might be the case. My, older, 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 my other older brother, he thought, well, it might be the case. So it took me like a year to find the answer in a book to find the answer in a book to prove oh. I, I was right. Yeah, I, it was true. I knew it. But the science didn't learn and say, you know, just even, even the math and understanding the topics. My parents are big on education. I was also homeschooled for many years, not full homeschooled, but in our family, it was very important. So yeah. there's the science and connect the science to religion and find them both harmonious. They're not in discord or one to each other, but they have a full, a full agreement. It's in my view, there is no issues to resolve. They have full agreement. So in my view, our holding up, we were religious, but I wouldn't consider, you know, 
only religion or only science. It was a combination I really enjoyed. So you mentioned much more about the science aspect with your family, but do you have any uh, memories or example of moment that you practice your, your faith with your family when you were growing up and how it was like? One kind of a lesser known aspect of our religion is uh, we have a called the family home evening. And that is one day a week and usually be a Monday is dedicated for families. Okay. So that's like you shouldn't do sports, you shouldn't be off with friends. It's with families to do family things. And, and we have a little kids in the family that can be challenging, difficult. We have, in my family, we see the same thing in my family now. I have eight children. And these home evenings can be really crazy with all the kids around how to do things. But it's time <laughs> for the family to get together and try to have family time. You know, to not do school activities, not other things. It's time to as a family and have family time. Because as a child, we, we did that. And we go camping once in a while. We go to the lake and go swimming. And these things are very, you know, secular fun things to do. But they were part of religion to do things as a family, to build family, to bond. For me, all this is all part of that. Each day, the scriptures. Each day, I have a family prayer, which, again, it's, it's a religious observance that we, mm -hmm. we are asked to do. But I think, again, the, the goal is to the family come together to read a scripture, study Life of Christ, the New Testament, if we are Book of Mormon, and to learn together, bond together, pray together. As a family, it's, it's very healthy and very good. I wish I had even more, have more of that would have been, been, been nice. We tried, but little kids and often crazy lives, different schedules, it's not, it's not perfect. <laughs> my parents did try. Yeah. And I appreciate now more now as a parent myself, how hard they tried. But yeah. I, I like that. So our religious services, they weren't very strict in my view. It was pretty loose. Yeah. On Sundays, we played basketball. My, when I grab a hunt, my mom's side, I like basketball. So we go play, just shoot, shoot hoops. Nothing to, you know, we play, play chess, we play games. And so Sundays were a day to, you know, not do career things, but more family things. But within that envelope, there are a lot of options. So we play things maybe questionable, you know, basketball or yeah. chess and outside, go ride bicycles. We did a lot of things that aren't maybe, but, you know, we, as part of our tenure of our faith, we did not go buy things, you know, on Sunday. We wouldn't go to the movie theater, we wouldn't go purchase. If, if you had to do it, buy things at a store, which of course has to work. Yes. Yeah, boy, things make it as work as possible. But on a farm, we, we had animals. You know, still feed the animals, still the farm works. Some things had to happen, but a nice balance that I, I enjoyed. Thank you. That was uh, very enlightening. So you mentioned a lot about uh, how you interest in science. So you mentioned this book that you had on electrons, and you were very curious as a child to to understand and you had a lot of books to, to get in. You mentioned also your dad and your bigger brother, but uh, do you consider them as your early influences in terms of your science curiosity? I guess when I use the word science, I do it have a, a broad sense. The, an example is a, a kind of contrast. I have a former boss at INL, National Laboratory, where I work now. He's a chemist, a hardcore chemist. He said, he told me, you are not a scientist, you're an engineer. Because I did engineering in, in grad school. I was, I'm mechanical engineering. He says, you're not, you're not. But in my grad school days at Purdue, I studied quantum, quantum physics. And my father was like, so I said, I'm quantum physicist. I know I'm, I'm a scientist. He said, no, no, you're not a scientist. But I think science more broadly is a study of all well, the earth, even the physics, the chemistry, understand the natural processes. I don't think it requires a degree to be a scientist. So <laughs> if I go back into my early youth, I had a neighbor who was actually a plumber. Okay. He loved playing chess. And he said, actually, pretty good. He beat me after a while. And so I, people in the area were very smart. They, weren't, they didn't have degrees. 
say in you know advanced degrees in any kind of physics or chemistry or science, but I use some of them, others we know in history, were I consider good scientists. They 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 want to learn and study and know things, but not in a you know higher education you know higher yeah. institution. They did yeah, it on their own. So in that sense, I thought people my grandfather, Hunt, he, he's a very smart guy, but he grew up in his family situation whole life with no education at all. I mean, even mm-hmm. high school, low level, high school. So but he, I mean, in our family, he was smart. He did think, he was an electrician and he had a carpenter, craftsman. He could do a lot of useful things, but he did it by knowing his professional skills and doing it and just thinking and thinking through and he did a lot of things. I, I consider him in many ways a person who knowledgeable in, in how to wiring, electron, electricity, how to do, you know, building and cutting, sawing, and he built by his hands. I consider that, in a certain fast sense, it's still science. So understanding the earth and the laws and the gravity and, and applying that, studying it. So I, examples weren't necessarily graduate degrees or getting a PhD, which I mean, a PhD, I thought was a youth, seemed, I didn't think, I didn't think of it. it never occurred to me to even do that. And people who did get degrees in, in the career, go get a degree four years back again and be a farmer. Okay. So I didn't see a benefit of that. So I didn't think a degree would be useful in a sense. My dad, though, he built buildings, custom steel metal sheds, and hay sheds or warehouses. And he had that, I was an engineer, I could stamp his designs. He had his own designs, own custom oh. designs, like I could stamp them. He could do snow loads or wind loads, he did all himself, but he couldn't stamp it. He had no, no degree. So if I had a degree, I could stamp it. Okay. But I was understand, learn the thing, use the degree, the knowledge in school, he, I could learn it myself, teach myself, but the paper degree would give me the ability to stamp designs. You know, undergraduate degree for four years seemed, well, four years to me seemed very daunting. As a youth, you know, pre-college, that seemed four years, is that even possible? Four years of school? But I, but I see a benefit there in integrated state buildings. So I pursued my science in an institution, not interested to learn, but to get a degree to be useful. For example, before I went to Brigham University, I bought a science textbook, a physics book from the local university of Utah State. I read the whole thing. I did all the problems, the whole book. I did them all. Yeah. So I bought the book. I did all the problems. And it took, took me a lot of work. And I was saying with calculus. I got out of the book. And I learned at home. Because yeah. I, you know, I, that's how I learned. Yeah. And for me, it worked very well. But, you know, in a guy's school, as you hire more advanced, as you get more advanced learning, but then you're always more, more difficult. And having a, you know, structure, a teacher, mentor, classmates, mm-hmm. and help, it, it is useful. Yeah. And that can be much later in life. <laughs> And so how was it to go to college uh, after that? Like you, you say, you mentioned it seemed to you to be like four years, like uh, a lot of time. Uh, what was your experience in college and, and up to the point that you decided to do a PhD? Like what, what happened? So my first year at college was very, very easy. It was all just, it was review. I knew the science, I knew the math, I knew that I, I learned nothing. My first year was all just, I over-prepared. I did a mission for two years. And I came back, I'd forgotten what I'd learned the first year. And before then, I came back. So I came back, my first year back was a struggle. I had oh. to relearn things. But it's my, my senior year, as I was graduating, I began to realize that, you know, I, that I saw more career options for other careers, things I wanted to do. I didn't want to be an engineer. And just mm. it seemed very boring. I stand buildings and that. That was very applied. And I learned, I liked a lot more the deeper science and the, and the research, just studying. And I wanted I want to know more and study more. I, plus, I liked school. School was fun. So, you know, get a, get a good career, be an engineer, or go to school and have more fun. Yeah. I apply to Purdue. Purdue would pay my way to go to school, so I did a PhD, mostly okay. for fun. I, yeah. I didn't, what I do with that, I didn't, I didn't know, but I love school and it's the studying, learning, and knowledge. So I did the, the PhD more as a 
I enjoyed the studies. And what I like, quantum physics was very cool to, very cool to me. Okay. I could do that in my field. My professor at Purdue, Tim Fisher, was kind of on the edge of physics and quantum physics, studying issues to use quantum mechanics to enhance cooling rates in nanoscale structures, nanoscale, nanoscale structures. So it's nanoscale physics with quantum mechanics built in. This is really cool. How can you take these quantum yeah. physics, apply to engineering problems, and make things work better using these nanoscale phenomena? So that was, that was a, and he was a great professor. He was yeah. a, Amazing mentor, great mentor, great project, cool science. And you produce a small town in the middle of Indiana, nowhere Indiana. Ah, to me, it's awesome. <laughs> and the best of all worlds. When you decided to go to your, uh, to do your PhD, did you, your family and your community, your religious community was supportive of you uh, pursuing your career into uh, quantum physics? <laughs> so I did have some doubts. That, you know, I was in our faith. We, can, we prefer to marriage in our faith. And we marry in temples with the power of, we believe God's priesthood, it's eternal, marriage, eternal, eternal, marriage, families are eternal. They, they, they last even beyond the grave and death. Our families go on forever. This mm -hmm. is very important. So we want to marry people that share beliefs. We can marry in a temple for eternal marriage. As a, but when I going to Indiana, I knew I'd have you know, bigger university in Utah. It's easy mm -hmm. to get married, you think. But yeah. I didn't succeed. I did not, I was busy in school and then they didn't. But when Purdue, Indiana, I realized the much smaller people, my faith would be there. So I had some doubts there. Actually, my, my parents, my, my father and my mother, encouraged me to say, oh, if you go to Purdue get, you know, and get a PhD, they'll, they'll pay for it. Of course you do it. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let your fear, guy, you know, don't let your fear stop your life. Go move forward in faith. So actually, I had the doubts and, and didn't know if I, if I should go. I had the opportunity, yeah. I could, but, but should I? If you know, the career path, and you know, if you five more years for a PhD, that's a big commitment. I didn't want to go quit. And then getting married, all these issues, challenges. I was 25. I was already mid 20s. I mean, yeah. I want to be at some point. You got to leave school and get good to work. I was already 25. I'd be 30 when I graduated. But my parents encouraged me with their encouragement. They helped me to push me over the edge. Okay. I should go do it. So you mentioned that you think to kind of had like some internal conflict about your religion and pursuing your PhD. Do you have any example that maybe when you were doing your PhD, it's been challenged in internally? Or maybe you have other externally conflict that you kind of remember? I never felt like a conflict. Okay. I, 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 I believe that also God is very smart. He encourages education. Obviously, if you want to become more like God, mm -hmm. if we want to achieve that, we need to study and use our minds. I, I would think the purpose of our life on earth really is to come to use our minds to, to grow. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that by sitting home and doing nothing. We, we need to stretch and grow. So to me, the PhD experience that it was a stretch. I went back to my own kids now. An example, of, I often ask them to do things that they can't do. Mm -hmm. Even my youngest, she's, she's four, unloaded the dishwasher. She can do the, the lower cups, but the high cupboards, she can't reach them. In that case, I have to help her. Mm -hmm. So we come to a religion, complex religion and science. To me, they're, they're melded together. And that Christ, he said to the disciples, he told them, you know, if we know his will and we go for that, God will help us do it. Often, anyway, if we ask, we want, and we pray for guidance, we have to do things that are hard, the hard things are hard, hard to do, we can't do. Like going to school, me, going to Purdue and getting a PhD, to me, that seemed very daunting. But praying about it, and I did feel that was God's will. So I pursued that, and, and doing his will with his help, like my child working in the dishwasher, as I, as I reached out his help for guidance and his, his help support to accomplish this goal, it's possible. All things are possible. It's a better combination of religion and science as they come together, me to apply the faith and the study 
to, to learn science and even the career. It, our lives are meant to, to, to grow, yeah. achieve, to improve. Yeah. And religion and science, they both work together, in my view, to achieve that goal. So graduate school can be challenging for anyone with or without faith? Like time and pressure are wheel drivers of anxiety and imposter syndrome, for example, for current uh, grad students. So given all these additional commitments you were dedicated to outside of your PhD uh, with your religion, was there a point in your PhD where you were tempted to skip a prayer or break a tradition? Uh, and why did you decide to or not to break with your faith in that moment? May I have any good examples of that? Part of it is I, I felt they were, were work together and I take your religion as being, you know, it, religion is meant to help us and not be in the way. So any commandment we have, whether it's prayer or Sabbath day, we observe those to help us. And I'm flexible on how I, I hear that and obey that and do that. And I think that God does intend us to be flexible in our, in our devotion. He doesn't mean us to pursue uh, that. We, we, we should still follow the guidelines and the rules and the commandments. We don't break them, but I, I think we have room to maneuver. Mm -hmm. so I never had a point in my career, my pitch studies, where I had you know, either religion here or or gastro there. To me, it, it was manageable, and the, the, the two go together. Okay, in some cases, where there are a conflict, I think there. For me, yeah. I haven't felt that in, in my life ever. Okay, okay. So overall, what was it like to to balance practicing faith and being a full-time graduate student? Do you do you still remember when you were a graduate student, like? What was your day-to-day -day life basis with, uh, um, yeah, with working on your PhD and then practicing your faith in a very like... For me, it's been a long, long time ago. I'm not young anymore. I'm already 40-ish <laughs> and older than mine. So it's been 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, quite a while ago. But the biggest challenge for me was not that the church aspect was, was easy. Because, you know, the, the scripture, I love scripture, reading scripture and studying. That, that's easy. Prayer is fairly easy. I things that I find that actually help me where I can unwind, de-stress. Those are, those are good. Those are, that's, that's my me, me time is prayer scriptures. That's, that's me time. So that, that's easy. What's more difficult is often family. So I got married my first semester in grad school. Oh, my wife at Purdue, okay. first semester we got married in Thanksgiving, oh, very quickly. But the, then we have a baby, our oldest yeah. son Quincy, and then another baby. And we had, so the, the, the family and children aspect, bring that in, how you care for, yeah, there's some religion. But the family that needed my wife also grad school, she doing her, her own master's degree in that and support that effort for a year while she could. And then babies and babies are they're hard. <laughs> you balance, you know, babies and family duties with grad school. And that was definitely a struggle. And how to do that, that goes case by case basis. You know, and in our case, in, in the end, we decided my wife couldn't do a master's degree then. She, she had one baby. Or maybe on the way after a while and to finish her master's degree, she said it was not a good time. Yeah. So she stopped doing it then and I think my PhD kind of chose to do my career first. So now okay. I'm now I'm working in my career. She's she's doing her she's doing her master's degree now. She, she, she's gonna still finish her, her degree this December. Okay. So I she's now four. She wants to manage social work, move out and do counseling with children and therapy, help kids that way. That, that's her career. So yeah, there's a balance now. We can't always do everything we want at the same time. Yes. Well, my PhD came first time as I was their breadwinner to make the money and do it. And that's what it well for us. Yes. I have a job with INL, very flexible. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can come home a lot and be home. Especially now, COVID at home all the time, which is good and bad. But mm -hmm. all my career, I've been very flexible to come home help family as needed. So I, so I think it's a matter of grad school. I, I'm not grad school, my wife is now. I still mm -hmm. feel it is a matter of give and take with the family. You do what you can with your children, the family 
careers all out in the end, but maybe not all at the same time. So thank you very much. That was all the questions that I wanted to ask you. And I think you gave us like very good examples and, and you enlightened like very well all those points, family, religion, and science. They're all like together. But uh, before we, we, we end this interview, do you have any like closing thoughts or anything to add regarding faith and science? I could probably talk for a long time about different <laughs> aspects. Let me give an example and kind of able to see where it goes. And this is when I was, and I have several examples in my life where, you know, where maybe religion has an influence in my life and where I think it actually does this matter. And this is when I was younger, I was maybe 14, helping a neighbor with their, they were house remodeling their house, working for them. They had a job up on their roof. They wanted to up on the roof. I think we were going to do kind of valleys and seams and tar valleys and, and seal up the roof against, you know, before it was on plywood, but no, no shingles yet. So it was slippery. So we debated this, you know, they work on the roof and the neighbor and my two older brothers were there. So three of us, my older brothers and the neighbor, and him, and I guess four with him. And I mentioned we should, we should get ropes. My dad taught us up on roofs, we should use ropes to tie off and be safe. Yeah. And my brothers said, oh no, this is it's a, it's a wood roof. It's not slippery, it's not, not metal. We don't need ropes, not, not necessary. And the neighbor thought, no, no, just be careful, we'll be fine. So at, at length, I gave in. Okay, sure, you guys were safe, I'll go along, no ropes. So this is up to two, two, two stories. And we're working along, and then kind of this one by two on the very edge of the roof, very, very lower edge. And they said, well, you, you should do it because you have the best shoes on. So I eventually suggested, I finally gave in, sure, I'll go do it. Okay. I was marching to fix this roof on the lowest lower edge, and that bottom board was upside down. Both boards had the slippery side and the rough side. It'd be easy to walk on. That board was upside down, slippery. I hit that board, I just fell. I flipped upside down, I fell off the roof. Oh, I landed no. almost half on the roof, my chest on the roof, and my, my legs off. I was just clawing for some way to hang on. I, I just panicked. I just clawed off the roof. I thought I was going to die. I was full-blown panic. And I grabbed his neighbor's foot, and I got his foot. I held on. And I saw his eyes, his foot being slipped. His eyes widened. And I realized in that moment that if I held his foot, we would both fall. Uh... I was in a full panic. I couldn't think. I couldn't. I was just, I was just, but in that instant, I had a moment of clarity. I mean, you're about to die. You see your whole life before you. And me, I realized if I held on his foot, we would both fall together. Yeah. Him, on, him on top. So that would not be good for me. <laughs> I, had, I had to let go. I had to let go of his foot and just, and just fall. Right. And so I did. I just let go. I, I'm, re I'm ready to fall. But in the, I let go of his foot. My brothers were both there. It was by a valley. They grabbed him. The three of them were together. They, they, before I fell off, they grabbed me and pulled me up again. Okay. And that, so I, I was saved. I have an experience where I've realized I have a decision to make. I can go this path or that path. In some cases, they're small choices and they're not, not, and they're not big. But in some cases, they are, they are important. And you know, it's, oh yeah, do you homework on Sunday? Do you pray today? But if we be tired ourselves and look, look for a moment of clarity, and I had my life where you, you seek for God's will or what, what needs to be had done. If you hear people say, I need God's help, I need help, I pray, you know, I need God's help. And, I didn't, as you can understand that, I thought, why we need God's help? Why need it? I mean, if we have strength, moral strength to understand our situation, accept that, we may live, we may die, accept that we don't need God's help. I pray that I, I might ask for things, but I never need anything. If I live or die, accept it. We'll be, we'll be strong. Just, we don't need God. I didn't grasp why we need God. As I've, you know, my 20s older, I realize now, if we consider life, more as a mission where we look ourselves to better ourselves. In a career, we, we work for pay. 
but in a mission, you work for a higher cause. Mm-hmm. If that's the higher cause, and we work to accomplish you know, God's will or for our family, we want to achieve more than ourselves. In case to achieve that God's will, we need his help. And we see his help, we, and we do these decisions based on what he would want. In that case, so I was in a full panic mode on the roof. I was going to die, but I had the strength and the knowledge. I feel like always good. He will not fall. And I think if we have prayers in our mind that calm our minds, calm our fear, mm-hmm. maybe again, point of Purdue, I had fear to go. I would fear to, to not do it if it's too hard, too far away. Even though I got to school for, you know, for five years or let our fears subside, use our faith to progress. We get so much more out of life using our faith and our fear. So it means religion, but with the science, help us accomplish more and do more than we could on our own. Mm-hmm. Again, like my children, the dishwasher or in the garden, home in the garden, Things they do, they can't do alone. But as they grow and develop, I help them, they grow and develop. I think life is meant as a mission to help us grow and develop with God's help. And as he helps us, we achieve these hard things. We see his hand in our lives, and we recognize that it builds our faith. Thank you, everyone, for listening Secret Life of a Graduate Student. Next week, Megan will interview Miriam Rafaelovich, a Jewish professor at Stony Brook University. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.